This week's episode of the Firmware Update is brought to you by Audible. By going to audibletrial.com slash firmwareupdate, our listeners can get both a free audiobook and a 30-day trial. There are over 180,000 books available to choose from, such as Console Wars by Blake Harris, which is a fascinating chronicle of the 16-bit console war between Sega and Nintendo. Or, if you're more of a Nintendo buff in general, Super Mario by Jeff Ryan. If neither of those tickles your fancy, like I said, 180,000 books to choose from, and they're all available to listen to on your iOS, Android, or Kindle device. Once again, to start your 30-day free trial and to download your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com slash update. That's audibletrial.com slash update and get your free audiobook on us. Another edition of the Firmware Update, episode 194. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti, and joining me as always, Joe Garcia. It's a new day, yes it is. Damned. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It is a new day here for the Firmware Update. As you may have heard, probably on our Twitter, or yeah, probably from our Twitter, we we have made that step. We are on Patreon as of right now. This second, as you're listening to this podcast, and that's dirty millennials looking for a handout. I'll take anything. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's Patreon.com/slash the firm up, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Malcolm. Patreon.com. You created this URL, by the way. <laughs> this was already set when I started. You're the one who went to the website and made the account. Well. It's been a long day. It's it's been a long week for me. But yes, we are on the Patreon right now. We've been doing this show strong for six years now. So, and we want to take that next step. You probably have already could tell we're starting to, you know, try out sponsorships and what have you. And now we're getting to the next step, Patreon, where, you know, hey, we have a dream. Wouldn't it be great if this was our job going forward? But... (laughs) We'll take just we'll do whatever it takes though to get you guys more content and what have you, and uh, we've got some fun goals or goals and rewards too, Joe. Don't we? As a matter of fact, we do, Malcolm. There's a there's a great number of things that that we have in mind for what we want the show to be able to do, um, and we have a number of different reward tiers to maybe entice you fine folks into get, into getting us there. So um, I don't know. What should I read off first, Malcolm? You want to? You want to go through the goals first, or you want to go through some of these uh, beautiful rewards? Let's go through the goal, some of the goals first. Okay, so um, yeah, so we're 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 a humble two man operation over here at the Farmer Update. Uh, so our very first goal is very simple. Uh, we would just like not to pay out of pocket for hosting this show every month uh, on Podbean. So that so that would be just fifteen dollars a month. That would. And as humble and as tiny as, and minuscule as that goal may seem, that would help us tremendously, uh, <laughs> the two of us. It would, it would finally legitimize in our minds uh, what we've been doing all along, that people are willing to to put their money uh, towards something that they care about. So that would be very – like, so, you know, 15 bucks a month doesn't sound like a lot. It puts a lot in our hearts. It, it, does. it, is, it is a lot in our hearts. Um, and then after that, you know, we, we're looking towards maybe getting some bonus episodes and, and a run of shows. And it's actually worth noting here that with the launch of this Patreon, uh, we're doing bonus shows regardless. Um, we're not 
and uh, we're launching with one uh, bonus episode series that we're doing monthly. Uh, we're calling that Pass or Play. Uh, and what that is, is that's going to be a monthly, uh, that's going to be a monthly show where, where we kind of look forward towards next month's games. Uh, we're going to be launching it at the start of every month, telling you what's coming out, what, what you should be looking forward to. And we're going to be doing that regardless of what amount of money we collect, but we're going to put that behind our $5 a month, uh, paywall on Patreon. But if we get up to $150 a month, uh, that'll launch, help us launch a second monthly bonus episode. Uh, and that'll be a top 10 countdown. Uh, for different things, like whether it's like top 10 different games in this category or what have you, you know, different happenings, anything in between in this wacky medium uh, that is video gaming. I ideas for that one, so I'm really hoping we make that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would love to get that off the ground. We've, we've got a few ideas, but um, with certain rewards here, uh, you can also offer some of those ideas to us. Um, yeah, so at $300 a month after that, um, you know, we will, would be able to bring these semi-regular, um, I, I'm for our longtime listeners, you know, <laughs> uh, we used to do the show weekly, uh, when it was part of our jobs, uh, at, at various gaming outlets. Um, but you know, as this has kind of evolved into a hobby for me and Malcolm, uh, you know, our, our regular jobs take precedent in terms of what we do with our time. So if we need to go work to make actual money, uh, we've been doing that instead. But for $300 a month, uh, I believe that would be enough for both me and Malcolm to be able to find a way to set aside one day a week uh, to make this show from go from its seg- semi-regularity up to a, a, a regular weekly thing uh, like it used to be. Uh, Miss those days too, Joe. <laughs> we've been getting kind of we've been moving a little closer to that with the craziness of easily mm. um but you know uh, that's something that that without uh, the support would probably just fall off again uh not to say that we're gonna go you know eight weeks at a time again with you know between episodes but uh <laughs> it's hard to guarantee a weekly show without without a some regular income mm. and that five hundred dollars a month this glorious windfall uh you know we would be able to not only do this regular show every week but we might even um, for, we'd make sure that the $5 patrons not only get monthly shows, but weekly shows as well. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, at $600 a month, we'd be able to, uh, we'd also be able to, uh, what is it? We, we'd randomly select one of our lucky, lucky patrons, uh, one of our beautiful, wonderful, beautiful patrons that we can't think enough. Uh, we'd enter them all into a drawing uh, to win a game of their choosing. Uh, and we'd be able to do that every month. Uh, with the extra cra- with the extra scratch, so we'd, we'd be happy to offer that. Give um, a little back for giving so much to us. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's something we we wanted to do uh, that we knew we wanted to do uh, with this Patreon. Um, at six hundred and seventy five dollars a month, um, we would be able to afford some decent capture gear. Maybe set up a Twitch channel for for us. Um, we're to get to watch either me or Malcolm um, because we can't do it simultaneously on on. <laughs> because of the fact that we live very far apart from each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, with this kind of money, we'd both be we'd, we'd both be able to afford, you know, decent capture gear, and then one of us uh, would be streaming games uh, regularly on Twitch or, uh, yeah, on Twitch. So, you know, we'd be able to play through through stuff, you know, outside of the PS4 as well. You know, we'd be able to use that equipment to, you know, maybe hook up our PS3s and play old play some of those older games or PS1 games. Um any number of things we could do with, with decent equipment. My um, PS3 is just collecting dust. So, <laughs> at seven hundred and fifty dollars a month, uh, that would help us get a YouTube channel. Uh, that would be tremendous for us because uh, I know Malcolm likes to cut together videos, um, but you know, for that stuff is very time and money intensive. Mm. Uh, you know, both was getting proper 
you know, programs or apps on our computer machines to be able to cut this video stuff, uh, not to mention the time needed to cut those videos in the first place. And in my case, as someone who has zero video editing experience, uh, t- that, that's also an investment in, in learning how to do that in the first place. Uh, I feel like $750 a month would be where we uh, are comfortable with that. Uh, $1,500 a month, that's obviously way, very high-end stuff there. Uh, but that would help us, you know, I mentioned that, you know, me and Malcolm live far apart, but that would enable us to travel between each other uh, on a semi, semi-regular semi basis for, uh, for you know, bigger events that come every year, you know, whether it's E3, uh, whether it's our Game of the Year show, um, that way we can talk smack to each other and hurt our feelings in real time <laughs> when it comes down to to breaking down what, what should be Game of the Year. Uh, $1,500 a month, that would, that would definitely help us do that, make that a reality. Uh, and then our final pie in the sky uh, goal here is is um, it's obviously not cheap. <laughs> it would require a lot of support, but at 10k a month, that would allow both me and Malcolm to to quit our jobs and do this full time. Yeah, that would mean a lot more than just a weekly podcast. That'd be something every day at that point. Yeah, at that point, you know, would be you know the firm up would 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 see probably like more written articles, uh, more streams, more videos. Uh, more everything basically, uh, and ten thousand dollars a month would would justify that full time commitment uh, for the show, for sure. So, so how do we get there, Malcolm? Well, starters, there's uh, we're gonna help. We're gonna do that by getting getting people who help us out some rewards. So, what are some reward tiers that we're gonna offer people who give us some moolah? <laughs> Glad you answered my question with a question, Malcolm. At a, do- at a <laughs> dollar a month, <laughs> at, do- at a dollar a month, uh, that would earn everyone our eternal gratitude. Uh, you know, every little bit counts. A uh, dollar doesn't sound like a lot, but hey, any any little bit that helps make this crazy dream a reality is is aces in our book. Hey, if, if all of our <laughs> listeners gave us a dollar, we'd be doing pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah, um, at just three dollars a month, uh, we would get you would get a personal thank you here on the show on the air, um, bask in our light as your name comes out of our mouths for the whole internet to hear. <laughs> at five dollars, our light. <laughs> <laughs> at five dollars a month, uh, that would get you those bonus episodes I talk about. Um, like I said, there's gonna be a new bonus show, uh, regardless of what uh, goal tiers we we cross or don't cross, but. At five dollars, you would need to pitch in five dollars a month to get there. Uh, I promise it'll be worth it, um, and all other bonus shows on top of that. So those will be on Patreon only. There's going to be a Patreon only RSS feed and all that. Um, you'll be able to subscribe and listen to the show either on Patreon directly or or add that RSS feed to to your you know podcast app of choice. So five dollars a month. That's all it takes. Right. You'd also be able to you know to to you know, talk to us on the Patreon forums, our Patreon forums. And, and, you know, you'd also be able to offer, uh, you know, topic suggestions as well. So for that monthly show that we, that we plan, that we hope to do, um, you'd, you'd be able to, to throw your ideas in, in the hat in there and see, and see what, uh, what you can do to influence the show. Uh, at $10 a month, uh, that would get, a, get cus- customers, patrons, uh, commentary tracks for different trailers, com- uh, conferences, and 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 the like. So, um, you know, obviously E3 uh, is a big deal every year. Um, so for ten dollars a month, we'd be able to record commentary tracks, um, and that way you could kind of listen with us uh, as we react to the show as well. Um, get our reactions in real time if as you were. So you know, just throw those commentary tracks on top of the conference, and it's just it's like you're in the room with us. You know, mm-hmm. 
and you could do that for trailers uh, as well. So that'd be a lot of fun, actually. I feel like that'd be a fun tier. Indeed, you know, like that, it'd be like riff tracks with only with us, <laughs> like riff tracks, but with not with professional comedians. <laughs> that, that sound great. <laughs> Strictly amateur here. <laughs> Uh, Fifteen bucks a month. That would, that would that would mean that for once a month, me and Malcolm here would be able to do a, go, a Google Hangout session uh, with our beloved patrons. Uh, you know, talk about the show, but talk about PlayStation, or just you know, kind of just shoot the breeze for about half an hour to an hour. Um, and on top of that, you get all previous tiers as well. Um, I should that's I should be clear on that as well. So for, for every tier that you go up, uh, you'd get all previous tiers as well. So you don't forfeit anything as as you give us more money. <laughs> um, for 50 bucks a month, uh, you'll be able to plug stuff on our show, uh, whatever you want. If you're making a new game, you've got a service or a store, um, anything at all, um, as long as it's not illegal or gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, give us 50 bucks a month, and we'll give a shout out uh, to get a, give a shout out to you um, right at the show's intro. So that'd be pretty cool. 100 bucks a month. You want to be an executive producer? You want to get a credit like that? Uh, absolutely, we'll be able to to you'll be able to slap that onto your resume we'll vouch for it we'll tell yes this show is definitely not possible without this person's uh commitment to us in a very real fashion uh so yes please <laughs> if you want to go ahead and do that yeah. we'll be happy to to reciprocate in kind oh yeah and this is very real you could write us down in your resume and we if someone calls us yeah like he's an executive producer for the show so that's yeah. something you put on the resume this person is vital to our continued <laughs> to our continued production. So very much so. Yeah. So and then finally, uh, another pie in the sky thing. But if you want to give us a hundred grand, uh, you can go <laughs> ahead and do that. We'll do whatever you want. Uh, we're not going to kill anybody or run anybody down in our car. Nothing illegal. <laughs> nothing illegal. Uh, and once again, nothing gross. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll get in touch and you can make us do whatever you want basically. Oh yeah. Nothing that's going to cost uh 100 K or 99 K or something like that, where we lose most of the money. You're like, no, <laughs> yeah, let's be reasonable here. Like hundred K you can make Joe say that knack is the superior game to Mario, mm, but I'm never going to do that unless you uh, pledge that money. Indeed, so it will never happen unless you sign. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, for real. Indeed. <laughs> so those are the tiers as of now. Once again, uh, if you guys have any suggestions or anything like that, mailbag at thefirmup.com. And if you guys want to sign up and help get us uh, up and going, once again, patreon.com slash thefirmup. And, uh, yeah, every little bit helps, whether it be a dollar, whether you're super, super awesome and give us 100 k which we're not holding our breath for, so no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, hey, Every little bit helps out, and anyone who can, our eternal thanks for helping us with our passion project, the firmware update. Yeah, like this has been a, a tremendous six years. Um, the show's not going away, uh, regardless of how much money we make, but we would like to make the show better, better than ever. So this would be this is vital to to that. <laughs> oh yeah, like because unfortunately we have to use our job money for rent and stuff like that. But some extra money here and there that means more reviews that we can do on the show. <laughs> That means better equipment, so maybe I sound a little bit better on the podcast. It also means more ways for us to give you more content. So, yeah, like 
Yeah, and <laughs> because man, last month I uh, accidentally overdrew my bank account <laughs> by paying for hosting for this show mm. uh, right after rent, my rent came came through. Uh, I thought I was gonna be okay, and then all of a sudden, Patreon or Podomatic was like fifteen dollars, please. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Negative ten in the hole. All right. <laughs> so once again, thank you for that. But I want to address the elephant in the room really quick, Joe, because hmm. this is a new day. It is a new era. It's a whatever new, you want to call it. Indeed. Whatever WWE reference you want to use. And as well as being a new day, it is also a new logo. Yes. For the show. Uh, probably, let's say, four years overdue. Oh, it, it was a while overdue. <laughs> uh, you know, hats up. We want to first say thank you to Smikey. He did not make the new logo, but he has been responsible for the last two logos that we had previously. First, we're Front Towards Gamer, and uh, then when we joined the Geek League. The issue with those logos and why we went to that third one, which was sort of just me just doing a quick <laughs> crop. Yeah, them. I like how Malcolm was like, oh, you mean like the logo I made? It's like... Dude, you, you cropped it. You took the logo and cropped it. You didn't make anything. I, I like to think I improved upon it. <laughs> but the main issue was, you know, you had the logo from those previous sites there. And, you know, if we were going to be doing this, you know, as Joe pointed out, we don't want to be attached to those people because now it's just me and Joe. So we want to thank, send a special thank you to Shama Ross, who was the one who uh, who designed it. He was very cool in working with us. So we went back and forth for like five days, so we got it just right. And let me tell you, if you need any bit of artistry or what have you, he is definitely the one to go to. You can find him on Twitter, at Shama Ross. That's S-H-A-M-M-A-H-R-O-S-S. Find him on Twitter. We'll put a quick thank you in the description once again. And you can find him in there for this episode, but he did a spectacular job. And <laughs> I felt bad at a time. We kept going like, uh, what if we do, he would give us an idea. He would give us like four ideas at a time. And uh, we'd be like, eh, what, what if we did it like this? And uh, he would do another four designs. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> but he was completely professional. We love the new logo. Like the first thing I thought of when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, that would be, look great on a shirt. <laughs> Wife thing would would be a good window to Cal too, so we couldn't be any happier about it. How do you feel, Joe? Uh, obviously, I feel tremendous about it because I was willing to pay money for it, and I did. <laughs> um, yeah, very happy with how it turned out. Um, yeah, tremendous work. It, it was it was a process for sure, but the process worked, and uh, I think everyone was better for it. Indeed. So thank you once again, Mr. Ross, and thank you so much. For the new logo. All right, all right and, Joe. And actually, one last bit of housekeeping. Oh, okay. Here, uh, just to make sure that everything's all hunky dory, um, we did like we did switch our podcast hosting provider from from one to another. So it's not it's not Podomatic anymore. We're on Podbean. Uh, this will mean not, hopefully this doesn't mean anything to most people listening, uh, because I went through some I threw I went through every process possible to make sure that the transition was as seamless as possible, so people didn't have to actually do anything. Um, set up a redirect and all that, but just in case, uh, make sure, go ahead and make sure that, uh, well, well I guess I'll just put a, I'll, I'll put an updated RSS link in, in the show's description. So, um, yeah, if there's any confusion, hopefully, um, yeah, just 
hopefully that i guess you know it's weird to even say this because it's like if there's any confusion you know there's no then you're not hearing this as you should be (laughs) (laughs) so it's weird to clarify but uh yeah i mean just in case I, i set up a redirect so it shouldn't be a problem uh, but if you want to, like, if you're on Pocket Cast or whatever, you can update the RSS in that manually. Uh, go to our go to our website, thefirmup.com, the get the new RSS, and you know, plug it in manually if you have to, if you want to. Uh, but hopefully, everything is hunky dory. Shouldn't matter. Yeah. Also, this means that you can now find us on the Podbeam app itself too, if you want to use that to get your weekly episodes. As I found out, surprisingly, quite a few people use this app, so. We are on Podbeam now, and even better, going forward, every episode will just stay up indefinitely thanks to this kick-ass subscription deal that Podbeam has. So you don't need to worry about shows disappearing from this point on. Mm. All right, Joe. ton of news dropped in the last five days. Well, actually, no. (laughs) Oh, very little. (laughs) Uh, So, Joe, let's uh, head on to the news here. What's happened since last we did did a firm up? Um, let's see, probably the biggest news of of the week, and it has only been about a week since the last episode. Uh, but but the but the um, the biggest news um, isn't Sony's, as it turns out this week. Uh, it is Nintendo once again <laughs> stealing the spotlight, uh, finally revealing what people suspected long uh, would be the case in a Super Nintendo classic, SNES classic. Uh, it's coming this September on the 29th. Uh, for a for the price of seventy nine ninety nine, uh, and much like the NES Classic before it, it is a miniaturized version of of the classic console. Uh, but this time it comes with not one but two controllers, uh, with not three foot but five foot cables, <laughs> um, which is still slightly too short. <laughs> um, comes with twenty one games instead of thirty. Uh, but I would argue that the twenty one games in here are overall much better than than the 30 that were in the, the NES. The, thir- the NES one was, was a lot of great games, but there were a couple of hit and miss ones in there, if we're being honest. Yeah, there were uh, some in there that just felt like they were trying to say that, oh, it has 30 games. Yeah, they just wanted to round it up to 30. <laughs> they had like 26, and they're like, ah, why don't we round it up to 30? And they're like, sure. <laughs> throw, throw Star Tropics in there, why not? <laughs> Star Tropics is a good game, first of all. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. Um, but anyway... Um, the most interesting inclusion out of the 21 games, I feel, I think, I mean, obviously, I think most people feel the same way. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, that's a big game. But, <laughs> um, but Star Fox 2 is in here. Uh, the, the, yeah. never offici- the never officially released Star Fox 2 is getting its worldwide debut. Uh, offi- <laughs> you know, this, what's funny is that this makes it an official 2017 release uh, and is therefore eligible <laughs> for this year's game of the year tournament if it, uh, if, it if it passes muster uh if it's any good uh, if it's any good and and if we can also get a copy of the game for fuck's sake <laughs> if, i mean we can because it, this is its official release but people have been playing this game for years um but anyway um highlights i guess for the for the games included here or should i just well the two games that immediately jump off the page for me, or, or uh, for you, of course, Super Mario World. And yes. Of, and, of course, my favorite, Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening. Uh, Link to the Past. Link sir. to the Past. I, <laughs> Link's Awakening is a Game Boy game. It is a Game Boy game. I always confuse those two because it involves waking up. But, yes, a Link to the Past. And uh, my, one, of my, one of my 
favorite, if not the favorite, Legend of Zelda for me. Joe's favorite video game, period. Mm-hmm. So right pretty off, good. So right off the bat, we're in. But, <laughs> but there's so much more, Joe. Like, what what else is on this thing? Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I'm looking at this, and there's not a stinker in the bunch. There's not, not really, a... no. This, <laughs> these are all premium games here. Yeah, so let's see. According to the back of the box here, uh, on this box here, you got Mario World, as we already said, and, and Link to the Past. We've got Super Mario Kart, uh, F-Zero. We've got Super Metroid, uh, again, one of the, I would say, one of the top five games of all time, in my that, opinion. That is awesome, yeah. Um, you've got Street Fighter 2. Uh, I forget which version of that that is. Because um, I think there were a couple of versions of that. I'm I think it's the actual Street Fighter Two. <laughs> no, no, it's one. It's some edition. It's not. It's not vanilla Street Fighter Two, oh, as it were. I think Nintendo Super Nintendo got Turbo. I know Championship was Sega, so I think it's Turbo. I, All right. Well, well, I'll I'll look up the 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 actual one that they use here in a sec. But let's keep going over here. Um, let's see. They've got Super Punch Out, which is a fantastic entry in that series. Oh, I have great memories of that. Game. <laughs> you got Super Castlevania Four. Awesome. Uh, you've got the original Donkey Kong Country. Mm-hmm. You've you've got Mega Man X. You've got Kirby Superstar. You've got Final Fantasy Three, uh, aka Final Fantasy Six. <laughs> uh, that's not confusing at all. Not at uh, all. <laughs> Final Fantasy Three. Uh, in actuality, is a very different game. Uh, Kirby's Dream Course. Uh, you've got Star Fox, the original Star Fox, of course. They didn't just include Star Fox 2 for no reason. <laughs> so Star Fox 1 and 2. Uh, you've got Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Uh, you've got Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars. Awesome. You've got Yes, that is, in fact, awesome. You've Contra 3. Um, you've got Secret of Mana. You've got Earthbound. And you've got Super Ghouls and Goblins. Pretty strong. That is a tight lineup, like with the exception of some things like Final Fantasy II would have been nice. Chrono Ch- Trigger is yeah. <laughs> conspicuous, and uh, Act Razor. I was kind of surprised to not see in there too. Yeah, there's a number of games that you could definitely plug in there uh, for sure. That some people would be really happy with. Um, obviously, uh, Act Razor and the Chrono Trigger are probably the two biggest omissions that people have been pointing out. Um, you know, Final Fantasy II, as you said, obviously. Um, Pilot Wings would have been cool. That was a launch game as well. Would have, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, SimCity would have been great. Uh, the original SimCity on Super Nintendo was great. Um, for me, you know, like Super Tech Mobile, they had te- the original Tech Mobile in, in, in the NES Classic, but they got away with that because um, that didn't have any licensing behind it. No. <laughs> it didn't have, you know, the, didn't have the NFL or the uh, or the players' license. Uh, so it was just. You know, you just pick the teams that you know were good, and that was that. So they were able to put that in there. But Super Tech Mobile has the full NFL and players license, so there's no way that was going on there, unfortunately. Um, yeah, but overall, I'm I'm very happy with this. Yeah, I mean, the lineup is tight. Like that, you had me at the first two games, and you ex- like you destroyed me with the with the following twenty. So <laughs> I. It's super great. I would recommend it to anyone listening. But here (laughs) is the fucking problem. (laughs) It's made by Nintendo. And as you know, keeping things in stock is not one of their merits, let's just say. (laughs) So. Malcolm, how could you? uh, It it really isn't. Like, I still can't (laughs) believe I have a Switch. Not just because I was shocked I figured out a way to get it, but that I was able to get it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank god for my gamestop guy because i would it, it it's 
I still know people to this day that are still searching for one. It's crazy. But so like it's, it was just announced yesterday yeah. and Joe completely proving my whole concern that it was hard to get was incorrect by going to a foreign country's website <laughs> to get the system. So he's going to, unless like some BS happens, Joe's going to be fine. However, he sends me the same link and I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. He literally just did it. Sends me the link. I click on the link on my phone, and it's gone. Well, I don't think Amazon US has gone live with their pre-order. It yet, has. So. Has it? It has. And okay. it And it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's literally just like a notification. And yeah, that, that's what, that's when what the game is. And this is, this is going to be the thing. Because number one, uh, we should also point out that they just said it was just, it, it's a limited run. So I believe they're ending it in January. Or is it... yeah, here yeah the 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 thing they said is because obviously people are wondering well how many of these fucking things are you making this time? <laughs> uh, I think Kotaku reached out to them first and they got back to them and they said that they're gonna ramp up production so that they're gonna make more of these or they're anticipating many more of these is is what they said uh, than what they made for the NES but they still are currently planning only to make them this year so it's launching in September and they'll only be making them f- their planned run is only a few months. Uh, so from September and by you know by January, uh, if you can't get it before Christmas, basically you're pretty much probably going to be SOL. Um, but hopefully, hopefully, um, no, they said their their quote is significantly more SNES classics. So um, we'll see what that actually means. We'll see how they follow through with it. But interesting. We'll see because so far online, it's not really it's not really making me any less less nervous. And not only that, but the fact that people are already doing postings on eBay for exorbitant <laughs> amounts of money for one of these. Yeah, I, like as soon as it was announced, like here's a three hundred dollar pre order. It's like motherfucker, <laughs> at least have the thing in hand first. Yeah, like yeah. like the pre orders hadn't even actually gone live yet. These motherfuckers are like pre order it now for me, some guy on eBay. <laughs> I'll get it for sure. Like it makes me wonder, like how many, how easy would it be to find a Nintendo if people didn't just buy these things just to sell it for triple on eBay? <laughs> yeah, but super frustrating. This is supposed to be ninety bucks, right? Um, no, eighty bucks, seventy-nine bucks, eighty bucks. And just to put it in perspective, because you know, granted, a fair amount of these titles are available on well, the Wii U Virtual Console. Let's just say. Yeah, and a few of these games are actually not on Virtual Console. Like I believe, believe it or not, Final Fantasy three isn't, as well as like at least three of these games aren't on Virtual Console yet. But the games that are, if you were to add them all up, it would equate to a little over a hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, and yeah. So if you if you wanted to go that route, or if you wanted to be a purist and like I'm going to buy these games physically for real for my actual Super Nintendo, that would cost you even more <laughs> because. Uh, even with the virtual console, you know, the collector's market for some of these games is still pretty outrageous. Um, like, good luck getting a respond, nerd, <laughs> for less than like 100 bucks. Now, something I will ask, uh, do you think this console, Joe, is the reason that Nintendo's remained mum on the virtual console on Switch? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, on the one hand, that's an easy conclusion to jump to, but on the other, I feel like... Or at least, you know, it feels like, or at least as far as I can remember, I feel like their virtual console offerings at the beginning of consoles are kind of geared towards what that console is. Like with, I mean, I guess with the Switch it wouldn't matter, but with like other consoles, you know, like the Wii and Wii U, like they put like console games on there first. And then with the 3DS, they put, you know, 
Game Boy games on there first before they started going, you know, kind of cross-platform or whatever. Um, so I'm not sure that, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they would want to get the newer games on the virtual console first, like GameCube games. Mm, uh, like, if I'm upset right now, Joe, it's because I do want one of these things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the cool thing is, too, is that they're, they're, they're tailoring these things to like their specific regions as well. Um, like su- the Super Nintendo here is going to be, you know, the Super Nintendo here, obviously it's going to be the kind of ugly, <laughs> like hard edge, you know, I liked purple. it, but at the time, at least. Oh yeah. Like, no, yeah. Like, I mean, being, you know, a fucking six year old in 93 or whatever, like, I didn't know the fucking Europe had a much better looking system. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> All I cared about was that I could play Super Mario World and Mario Kart. Um, but then, you know, growing up and seeing pictures of the Super Nintendo in Europe, we're like, wait a fucking minute. That looks way better. <laughs> um, so, you know, ordering the European SNES Classic, I'm not too upset about. Um, and so hopefully they don't cancel my pre-order there. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see, like, uh, as I go on Amazon, even now, the NES Classic is on is on there for <laughs> for a steal at two hundred and fifty dollars. Well, hot damn! Like I'm not entirely convinced that Nintendo releases like sixty of them, has employees buy it, and they're the ones that are selling it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get a profit, right there, my friend. Right there. That's genius. <laughs> like if it if it is revealed to be them, I won't even be mad. <laughs> <laughs> But oh man, at that price, you could just buy a Nintendo and all the games for less than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? like you could probably even pay to like modify it for HDMI out. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing paying two hundred dollars for that? I mean, it is. I know it's not. It's not going to be. It feels like it's just not going to be possible. Like, it sucks because like the NES Classic, I was super stoked. That came out on me and Sandra's anniversary. And we're like, oh, awesome. That'll be a fun gift for us. We'll just walk in and grab. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, here's hoping that Nintendo's true the word, their word, and it is easier. But going by the NES Classic and going by the Switch, I don't know how possible that is. But we'll, mm. we'll, we'll see. Like, part of me wishes they would just, like, put all these games on a Switch cartridge and just sell that. <laughs> sell that for... Eight- for 90 bucks, I'll still buy it. Or 80 bucks, I'll still buy it. <laughs> All right. Unless you got anything else on this one, Joe? Um, do I have anything else? I don't think so. I do not. All righty. So what else is there? Uh, let's see. We've got the NPD numbers for May of 2017. We we just hit, we just missed the cutoff last week when we did our last show. Um, but yeah, the May 27 numbers are, or 2017 numbers are in. Um, and for hardware... I should say that the PlayStation 4 uh, regained its spot atop the hardware charts. And uh, new. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Nintendo is still the, the bell of the ball uh, with the Switch, but the PlayStation 4 did outsell it uh, for the month of May. Uh, I think that has more to do with supply than, <laughs> than anything else. Uh, and that's to be expected because Switch is like – Barely three. It's it's crazy to think, but it's like barely three months old. So, so yeah, it's got that new hotness thing going on. And it is a hot hot console. It's a very it's very cool. While PS4 has been out for what four or five years now, uh, we're going on four years in November. So three and a half years so far. There you go. The fact that 
PS4 is doing is still doing as well as it is is a testament to how cool it is. But yeah, it, it's a but you know Switch is re, is a really cool and innovative and a good looking piece of hardware once again, which can't be stressed enough. I feel. <laughs> well, but uh, yeah, so it it would be interesting if Nintendo could keep up with the demand. Uh, it would be interesting to see how much they could sell. Like yeah, because um, yeah, because I mean, this year it's gonna be a great year for for the Switch because they've got games lined up pretty much every month or two <laughs> through the end of the year. Um, and yeah, so as long as they can keep up demand, you know, if they can keep up, keep their supply up with the demand, um, yeah, that should be it should be an easy going year for Nintendo, basically. Uh, let's see, as far as video games, actual actual software. Um, let's see here. The overall rankings are Injustice 2 at number one, uh, leading leading the way across all, all uh, video games for the month of May. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at number two. Uh, that, that that particular title does not include digital sales. But go ahead, Malcolm. I was about to say that's really impressive because uh, Injustice is across two consoles while Mario Kart is just one. Correct. Obvi- obviously. But yeah, still <laughs> yeah. it's – it's still pretty pressed, especially on a console that uh, people are having a hard time getting still. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that game rules. That game is very good still. <laughs> like I bought that game uh, on Wii U three years ago or two years ago. Was it two years ago? I don't remember. <laughs> I actually played it with my cousin when he came up for a visit. Uh, he actually showed me a few things. <laughs> like, um, what do you do with this? So like, uh, oh, you shoot that. It's got homing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good. All right, continue. Let's see. Grand Theft Auto Five at number three. You know, just just keeps on chugging along. It's, it's an unstoppable fucking juggernaut. Uh, number four, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which is on two platforms, uh, the Wii U included. Uh, number five is Prey. Just just in there, <laughs> checking out. Uh, number six, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, number seven, Fire Emblem Echoes: Shadow of Valencia. Uh, number eight, NBA 2K17. Number nine, MLB 17. Number 10, Overwatch. Uh, number 11, uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Number 12, Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. Number 13, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. 14, Black Ops 3. <laughs> so two Call of Duty games there. Um, let's see. Number 15, Mass Effect Andromeda. 16 is Farpoint, the PlayStation VR title. So that's encouraging. Mm. Um, uh, number 17 is Battlefield 1. Number 18, the Automata. Number 19 is Minecraft, which is a pr- probably the lowest I've seen Minecraft. Um, I guess at this point, everyone's bought it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think there would come a point where that was the case, yeah. <laughs> but then again, uh, there goes uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 at number 3, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and rounding out the top 20 is FIFA 17. Um, Can't get enough I'm, FIFA. Yeah, <laughs> and I've got to say, this is also the first time or at least that I remember that I haven't seen a Call of Duty title in the top 10. Uh, yeah. Most, uh, usually it's, you know, the top five, <laughs> at the very least. Yeah, it'll um, hang around there for a long time. Yeah, I mean, remember last month uh, for the April MPDs, uh, fucking Black Ops 2 <laughs> showed up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's just goes to show you how much people still care about that franchise. But for yep, Saving up for that uh, $350 world war two edition or whatever <laughs> i'm sure that game is gonna be good i'm sure it is yeah yeah like, like i like sledgehammer's first offering you know it's advanced warfare mm-hmm. starring kevin spacey uh definitely enjoyed my time with that game oh anything with spacey dude 
I love that man. <laughs> I'm got, excited to see. <laughs> Go ahead. I was about to say if they could get James Spader to play a bad guy on that one. <laughs> oh man. Um I'm excited to play or I'm excited not to play to to watch Baby Driver when that comes out in theaters. Because <laughs> uh Kevin Space is in that too. Oh nice. And uh the movie gets like I'm not gonna say pan, but it doesn't really look highly on, but I thought Spader was fantastic in Age of Ultron. Just throwing that out there. No, yeah, the, the problems with those movies were not James Spader centric, for sure. Um, oh. Yeah, no. I, right. I mean, it was weird to have Ultron be a sassy robot, but that's not James Spader's fault. Yeah, it was a revisioning, <laughs> and you know, in the comics, it was Hank Pym, I believe, who created him. But it yeah. was it was a joint thing of Banner and but. I guess a lot of it, Tony Stark. And so they made <laughs> basically Ultron into an evil version of Stark, which I thought worked great, you know, <laughs> but yeah. eh, it's open to interpretation. But anyway, going back to the whole MPD, uh, did this come out about as you were expecting Joe? Um, I mean, I think most people would expect the switch to, to hang around the top. Mm. And um, it did. There had like at least. It, had it was two, two months. Yeah. It had two in the top. Oh, we're talking about the console. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I I think we can expect it to like fluctuate back and forth between PS4 and Switch at this point. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think once holiday season hits and if they're able to meet keep up with the demand, I think Switch is going to hold on to that belt for a little while. Because, hmm. uh, you know, like it's that hot item. And, <laughs> but afterwards, that's when I think we'll see it, see it go back and forth a bit. Like one month I can see... PS4 holding on to it, maybe a month or two later, Switch gets it back. Uh, just depends on the game. Both of them are delivering quite well. And uh, it kind of feels like Switch has done it in that it's become the new number two above uh, Xbox, which is, considering where we were like five years ago, is crazy for me to be saying. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, kudos to Nintendo. Uh, not that PS4, I feel... It is uh, resting on its laurels. It's not. Uh, Horizon, even though it came out back in January, is still in the still in the rankings, which is great. And uh, I, ex- I expect that game to rise up a few spots as well um, for next month's or for June's uh, chart. What you know, with the sale ahead over the week of E3. Oh yeah, that's right. It's thirty nine ninety nine. Where Joe, you finally got a copy, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I did grab a copy. Yes. Which hopefully I'll be <laughs> very interested to hear what you think playing that game. I'll be. In- I'm very interested in starting it. You haven't even started. <laughs> well, I've got other games, man. I I bought Nier Automata before I bought that. I got to play that first. Uh, I suppose it could be worse. It could be a, you, could, <laughs> you could be like my wife saying, "Yeah, I'll play it just after I beat Dragon Age Inquisition." It's like you son of a bitch. <laughs> Plus, I still got to get this Final Fantasy 15 Platinum. Uh, like, how? Are, oh, by the way, I didn't get a chance to brag about that, folks. Yes, not only did I finally, admittingly, beat Final <laughs> Fantasy 15, but I accomplished. I went a step beyond even my co-host. As I achieved the platinum trophy, which you could you would see if you follow me on Twitter at PSML. And yes, I've got the platinum by beating the Animantoys in less than ten minutes, might I add. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, I, I, I was actually surprised. <laughs> hey, they, the developers put it in there. Don't blame them. <laughs> I didn't even remember I had it because I haven't fucking played the game in six months. So I just like I was just trying to re- relearn how to play the game. So I'm just equipping regular nor- regular weapons and spells that, and fucking 
chipping away at this fucking thing's feet for like an hour and a half. See, I knew that, and I knew you wouldn't use the ring because you played the game back when the ring sucked. <laughs> also, that <laughs> you for, you didn't you probably didn't even know what well, we talked about it, but you probably forgot that it got that big buff that made it freaking unstoppable. Like I, <laughs> I actually really really enjoyed uh, using that ring during chapter thirteen. Which, uh, by the way, I, I just want to say, after playing it, I get what everyone's saying. Like, my, <laughs> like my God, it feels – Chapter 13 feels like uh, you're watching a series, and then for whatever reason, you're like, hey, let's skip three episodes ahead and see what's going on. <laughs> it's like they're punishing you for enjoying the game all that time. <laughs> it's like, let's take away everything you loved and enjoyed about this game <laughs> and take it away from you for four hours. It was like, hey, wait, he's a what? Wait, that thing I fought, was it spo- – really? It was him? What? (laughs) (laughs) Valerie, what? (laughs) You want to go die? And they try to help it by, uh, they put chapter 13, verse 2, where you play as Gladiolus in the style of the episode Gladiolus thing. And they do their best to fill in some gaps. But at the same time, it's still, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Even if they try to explain it, so I, I, I get all the qualms. I still... That being said, I, I still stand by my voting for it for Game of the Year. Well, I, I still voted for it for Game of the Year when it was worse than that than what you played. <laughs> often, so. Back when the ring sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that ring was so good. I'm so good now. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. Tr- trust me, Joe. Like, I'm a big story guy, so trust me. I, I suffered through 13. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Why? What? <laughs> Oh, man. Oh. You know, while we're talking about Final Fantasy XV, I might as well jump these stories up ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, ahead of where I had them in this news stream. Um, but they did update that game. Version 1.12 uh, of Final Fantasy XV adds a few things. It, you know, it adds compatibility for episode Prompto, which is out today as we record this. Yep, downloading uh, as we speak. <laughs> um, but, yeah, on top of that, they... <laughs> they this they added uh, a new version of the regalia the type d <laughs> monster trucks and let me tell you this fucking thing is nuts <laughs> monday monday, monday. <laughs> because as as welcome here is so helpfully implying uh they do make it a giant fucking off-road vehicle basically they just add a giant lift kit with like fucking 60-inch tires. It's fucking <laughs> ridiculous, <Josh. laughs> Uh This fucking thing. And, uh, yeah, you could just drive wherever the fuck you want now, basically. Um, you know, driving the regular Regalia, if you tried to go off-road, um, it would just fucking kind of pull you back onto the road instead. Um, but with this, you can just go wherever the hell you want. They added the jump button even to be able to just launch yourself off of shit uh, at your leisure. Um, and let me tell you, it's good. <laughs> It's good stuff. Um, cool. One of the one of the funnier details uh, is that if the game like it analyzes your your fucking jump, like your your velocity and your launch angle and all that as you jump, and if it qualifies it as a big jump or whatever, uh, it, it, it like scores your jump or whatever. Uh, but as that happens, fucking Prompto pulls out his phone and starts taking selfies of everyone in the car. <laughs> as the fucking car is fucking launching through the air. Um, and it's and yes, this is only solidified uh, my vote for, for 2016 Game of the Year. It's good. Uh, if you guys are curious to use the Type D, you just, as soon as you download the update, just talk to Cindy 
and she'll tell <laughs> to you about how you, she's got this kick-ass customization for you and just say yes. And then you can alternate between type D and the normal regalia, which is also <laughs> type F if you got that flying module. The, the, only, the only downside to the type D is that it doesn't have the unlimited fuel tank uh, that the other regalia models could, could you know, acquire. Uh, so you do have to be careful with that. Uh, but otherwise, good stuff. Oh, it's excellent. And, that, <laughs> and I I haven't personally had a chance to try episode prompto, but from what I've seen of like trailers and gameplay footage, it looks significantly longer uh, than uh, episode Gladiolus, which I enjoyed quite fine. But it's also more focused on gunplay and what have you, because, of course, you're playing prompto. So mm. I'm very curious to see how it looks. And plus, it has one of my favorite characters from 15... Uh, the dragoon lady, uh, Arden, or um, not Arden. I have, I forgot her name, but I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. and she's like essentially uh, the you know the helper for uh, for Prompto. So that's freaking awesome. And they look like they have like a really heart pounding adventure too. So I can't wait. Uh, something that does drop once you uh, beat the game, beat the episode though, is you get the uh, promo trailer. For uh, episode Ignis, which uh, very have you seen it by the way, Joe? Um, no, I have not. Uh, this one looks like it's going to be a tearjerker. <laughs> let's just say in a, about in the uh, chapter where you finally go to Altissa, let's just say something pretty significant happens to Ignis, but due to storytelling, you don't get, actually get to see it. <laughs> and uh, something tells me going by the teaser will get to see it and just looking at the trailer because i love ignis he is one of my favorite characters like anytime he's like aha i was like oh you're so awesome <laughs> i love my all of my beautiful sons malcolm <laughs> oh man so uh, this one's gonna be a tearjerker for me and that episode <laughs> will drop in december and likewise i'm also calling it right now around Christmas for the same release. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a Final Fantasy XV definitive edition with all the DLCs included for 60. Mm, because of course. Because of course, yeah. <laughs> Tradition, uh, Joe. Tradition. <laughs> Is there anything else in that update uh, we should know about? No. Um, okay. Anything else <laughs> Final Fantasy related or uh, take care of it? Uh, I've come up with a new recipe. Um... <laughs> For Final Fantasy XIV, uh, the director of that game, uh, Naoki Yoshida, uh, he said that he's interested in bringing Final Fantasy XIV to both the Switch and Xbox One, but uh, one major hurdle is keeping him from really you know, going whole hog on such a thing. Uh, and that's something that we talked about last week, uh, and that Sony's not really playing nice in terms of cross-play uh, compatibility mm. to be to be able <laughs> um, because in his as he spoke to Kotaku and he said quote he would love for as many players to be on Final Fantasy fourteen as possible and conversations have been had with Phil Spencer of Microsoft and the upper management teams of Nintendo uh, about you know getting the game on those platforms uh, he said though that uh, both companies or he wants both both companies to meet one major condition. He said the the game has to have the the capability of cross-platform play. Um, He said those can become a hurdle when we consider operating Final Fantasy XIV for an extended period of time. So when I talked to those first-party companies, I asked them, do you have the capability to prepare prepare for that? 
Uh, do you have the resolve that you're going to make sure to take responsibility and take care of those? Do you have that willingness? Uh, if we were able to come up with some sort of agreement, a handshake, so to speak, or if it does end up being that, unfortunately, you can't do a handshake with Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, either way, we'll make sure to communicate with our players. But we have been tenacious. We've been trying to keep at it and be persistent about our conversations. Um, yeah, so once again, it feels like it's going to be it's going to come down to whether Sony wants to play nice uh, with Microsoft and Nintendo. Sony, Joe, let me tell you. <laughs> Sony really needs to tread lightly here, to borrow a phrase. Because, you know, we've been watching this uh, industry for some time. I mean, some... At one point, Microsoft was on top. On one part, Nintendo was on top. But it all comes down to to one thing. At first, they're the plucky underdog, much like Sony was at the beginning of this console generation. Hmm. And they were siding with the gamer, and they were doing everything right. They were coming out with all these awesome exclusives. And, however, that was also Microsoft back in the day, too. And the same trend happens every single time. Mm-hmm. At some point, the champion, <laughs> which at this point is Sony, let, let's be honest. At some point, the champion will wake up one morning. He'll look in the mirror and he'll say to us, and he'll say to himself, "You know, my shit doesn't stink." <laughs> and that's when the problems happen, right? Because <laughs> Sony thought that their shit didn't stink, and they tr- decided, "Hey, let's make the PS3 600 or whatever dollars," and they lost. Then Microsoft was like, my shit doesn't stink. Let's int- <laughs> let's introduce DRM in a really horrid way. <laughs> and they lost. Uh, Nintendo's like, no, no one gives a crap about Blu-rays and using discs for games or what have you. And they lost. And, and so forth and so forth. I'm really worried, Joe, that we might be witnessing the beginning of the, the, beginning of the fall. I'm not going to say the end because, you know, Sony's going to be around. Don't worry. <laughs> but... I feel like uh, this is like the beginning of it because if if enough because this is like the third story about the whole Sony doesn't want to do cross play if they become and I can understand to a point because you know back in the previous console generation I heard quite a few people say they were getting the Xbox One because all my friends play on it and so mm-hmm. that's that's a tremendous uh, advantage so if Sony might be thinking if all if everyone needs to play on PS4 to play together, then that means more PS4s are sold to us. However, that's not going to last. Eventually, people are going to realize, wait, if I get an Xbox, I can play with my friends on Switch and PC? Huh. Yeah. And that that is going to eventually, like, it's not going to happen with just this. Like, don't get me wrong, if more and more companies come out and say, yeah, and Sony is just being a dick right now. <laughs> but this could be the start of the the spark that could eventually light a fire that could lead to, I don't know about Xbox, but maybe switch or somebody else taking the reins. So Mm. I think we need to be careful. What do you think, Joe? You think I'm being thinking too much? What? Um, No, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, we're moving towards that future where, yeah, like it shouldn't matter where you're playing the game. uh, As long as you, you bought a copy of that game, it shouldn't matter where you, where you decide to play it. Uh, People should be able to play together. Um, you know, for bigger games, maybe that'll be harder to implement. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, they should do this right away with, like, Call of Duty, you know, and get fucking, what, like 20 million people in the same pool, basically. Uh, that sounds like it would be a nightmare to coordinate. But for things like this, uh, you know, Final Fantasy, Rocket League, uh, Minecraft, yeah, like, it feels like that should be a very 
natural choice to make. Um, so for Sony to continuously be like, no, <laughs> um, yeah, it's very, it's very confusing. Yeah. I mean, I've been trying to figure out what exactly it is. Like I did mention the whole financial advantage of, you know, more people are going to buy the system if they want to play with their friends. I do think that that big tragedy of, uh, what was it? 2009 that we lost uh, PSN for a month and a half. Yeah, I remember because the fucking Portal 2 came out, (laughs) and everyone was so excited to play that game co-op, and they couldn't. So I don't know. I think I really do think that that messed up Sony in the head, so to speak. Where you know now they're they're kind of scared to do anything that could involve risk, like going back as far as you know the whole Bethesda thing and them fighting against mods and what have you. Yeah. So I think in I think their hearts in the right place, but. You know, their head's not quite there. And uh, they they need to be careful because if this continues, this could lead to some resentment. Because let's face it, cross-play is something we've all been yearning for for a long time. I have a lot of friends that play on Xbox or don't have a PS4 that I don't get to play with. And to live in an age where everyone could play together regardless of console is great. And I'm a big believer in Sony. Like, I think their exclusives are at a point where that could sell the system by itself at this point. Yeah, like, you shouldn't have to ask someone to make a $300 investment to play Rocket League with you, you know? (laughs) (laughs) They should just say, hey, here's 20 bucks, go buy it wherever you want, and we'll play. That should be that should be the reality. It should be well. I don't have a PS4. Well, here's three hundred bucks if you want to buy one instead. Uh, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Sony gets their head on straight. It would be like imagine how big the ovation would be if PSX opens up and they announce then and there that okay, crossplay is a thing now. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we're trying to erase it. <laughs> and then they bow for sixty seconds. <laughs> Oh man! All right, what else happened since we in the last seven days? All right, some some cool news here. Um, now that all the ugliness with IO Interactive and the Hitman franchise has been cleared up, uh, you know IO Interactive went independent, retained the uh, ownership of their Hitman IP. Um, so with that comes some interesting, some great news here. You can now play the first episode of the episodic game uh, for free on all platforms. You can download it. Uh, your PS4, your Xbox One, your PC, whatever you want, uh, and just try that game out and see what all the fuss is about uh, for yourself. Mm. Pretty cool. It is very cool. And congratulations to IOS. IOS. IO. Letter I, I letter O. IO. For once again, kind of a. I'm kind of shocked that they got that got to retain the rights to their game. I mean, with like seemingly little to no hassle. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it was with Square Enix, not. Just because, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It just feels like maybe they just didn't make as much money as they wanted to. Um, but I guess for IO Interactive, you know, it was certainly enough money to worth to you know <laughs> to be able to want to keep it. You know, um, maybe uh, the president of Square Enix came up to him to the president of IO and was like, "Hey, are you excited for E3?" And they were like, "Yeah, I'm okay." And he was like, "Why isn't he excited for E3?" <laughs> 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 oh god. That's an inside joke, sorry. <laughs> but uh, I don't. But you know what? Kudos to them, and you know what? Kudos to uh, Square for just ending things amicably. Like it's good to see like two companies separate. And number one, none of them is closing down. And number two, 
there's yeah. no like legal dispute or something like that. Like, yeah, that, honestly, that's the real victory is that you know IO came out strong as ever. You know they didn't have to lay anybody off, they didn't have to fire anybody. They got to keep their most popular franchise. Um, everyone came out golden. Yeah, not only did they keep it, it's like off the heels of, of arguably their most successful entry into the franchise. So. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So very curious to see where it goes going forward. I hear like they're working on a, another bit of DLC where the target, you don't know who it is. And that's like part of the mystery is trying to figure out who it is and then, of course, kill them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they've been doing that since the launch of the game. They have these things called elusive targets that are available for a week. <laughs> for oh, you to- okay. That they have to track down and kill. Uh, one of them was Gary Busey one time, which was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gotta be careful and, with Gary Busey. <laughs> and you get basically one chance to kill, because um, if you fail or you die, that's it. Um, you, you won't get a chance to, to do it again, but you get basically a week or 10 days or whatever it is to, to track this, this target down and kill them. And once the, once the window's closed, it's closed for good. Um, so you can't download the game now and track down Gary Busey, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, so, or the or the white bandits from 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 the Home Alone movies. No, or around Christmas time. Oh, <laughs> that is, oh my god, the... this game rules, mouth. <laughs> so, so if you uh, if you beat Gary Busey, does that mean flames don't hurt you anymore? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I was, I didn't have the game yet when he was the elusive target, so I wouldn't know what that entailed. It's a lethal weapon joke for those people. Who don't <laughs> What was his name? That's going to bug me. I used to know it by heart. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's awesome. Uh, do you have any more more to say on this one? Uh, no, but I do want to update uh, what I was looking up earlier. Uh, it is Street Fighter Two Turbo uh, that is in that that is in that uh, Super Nintendo version. Yeah, that's Super Nintendo. Mr. Joshua, and yes, I, I told you it was Turbo. <laughs> just gotta make sure Malcolm gotta get the right information indeed we're, we're journalists after all <laughs> <laughs> all right what else happened uh what else happened we've got <laughs> some news that blindsided both me and Malcolm a few days ago but apparently there's a remaster of Valley Noir in the works uh for Switch PS4 and Xbox One uh you know what pisses me off about <laughs> it wasn't even a formal announcement of that they, they literally came out and like Hey, along with our remaster, there's probably going to be a VR option. Yeah, also that. That was the announcement. <laughs> they're like, wait, wait, wait a minute, you're doing a remaster, and they're like, oh yeah, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously, to to accommodate this VR functionality, uh, a first person mode will be added to to all versions of the game, even the ones that don't support VR. Uh, but obviously, that's going to make more sense on the PlayStation 4 release. Scott Steiner is behind you. Be careful. <laughs> uh, God. Um, anyway. <laughs> God, someone's really dying over there. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. No, no. But uh, yeah, Ali Noir was a cool game. I enjoyed that game tremendously when it came out. Yeah, and it's a pretty, I hear from what I understand, a pretty easy trophy. I don't know about all that, because that game... You had to collect these stupid golden reels or whatever it was, like film reels, and they were really fucking hidden across the world. Um, like, you could get maybe one or two of them exploring normally, but I dare anybody to get those without a fucking guide. <laughs> yeah, getting, like, a perfect score on some of the cases can be a bit difficult, too. Yeah, that takes a lot of play. Like, takes a lot of saves coming, basically. <laughs> like, well, that didn't go well. Fucking reload last save. Try again. 
and so forth. Um, but man, I really enjoyed that game. Like I enjoyed playing every one of the, the different police desks uh, that you could from, you know, you start at the patrol and then you do, what is it? You do traffic, homicide, vice, and then arson when you get knocked down the peg. Uh, man, that's a good game. It is. And it's, like I said, like we've said about Remastered, it's one of those titles that a lot of people probably miss because it came back, came out during the PS3 era. Well, I mean, it was on, well, it, it came up, it came out on, PS, on Xbox One, or Xbox 362, so. Are you sure? I could have sworn it was an exclusive. No, it was, it was uh, announced as an exclusive, and then it disappeared for like four years, uh, and then it resurfaced as a multi-platform game. They announced it at E3 one year at Sony's thing, and it was like a logo. It's like Ellie Noir from Rockstar, exclusive to PlayStation. And then no one saw it for three years <laughs> until fucking Game Informer had it on a cover. Uh, and they're like, no, it's, it's on everything now. Huh. Okay. How do you not remember that? It was a huge deal. I, I could have sworn that I saw it out on, uh, that I saw it on freaking as an exclusive. Huh. No, that's when they announced it at, at the very first, the very first time. It's a bummer. All right. <laughs> All right, but still, it's a fun game. So. Oh. Rare Rockstar does a bad game. So, <laughs> what was the last bad Rockstar game? Uh, Fate of Emergency on PS2 <laughs> was pretty fucking horrid. Yeah, look at that Xbox 360. Fuck. Did you seriously not believe me? <laughs> like I didn't remember it. Like I am seeing that. Uh, yeah, May 2000. Jeez, I must have not been reporting at that time. <laughs> All right, but uh, still, that's pretty cool. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else happened, buddy? Uh, let's see. Coinciding with what is today the 10th anniversary of a fictional pop star Hatsune Miku, Malcolm. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, there is a new Hatsune Miku game in the works called Project Diva Future Tone DX, announced for the PlayStation 4. Um, still out in Japan on November 22nd. Um, I'm hopefully that game will come out to, uh, over here overseas so that people enjoy those games, uh, including myself. Those games are good. <laughs> um, get to check it out, but yeah, it's going to be another one of those. It's going to feature 237 games or not the games, uh, songs. Uh, and it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to to speak about this <laughs> in a more authoritative tone. Uh, but look forward to that in the near future. All right. What else happened? Uh, the last story I have here is that finally, Malcolm, finally, Diablo 3's Necromancer class pack will be launching uh, for $15. Actually, it's dated, it's actually launching today, right now, <laughs> June yep. 27th. Uh, 15 bucks. Uh, that's the Rise of the Necromancer pack. Um, Necromancer. <laughs> Necromancer. Uh, let's see. Uh, what does that entail? It has the, the Necromancer class from Alcum, uh, which is based on the fan favorite Diablo 2 class. Uh, it can be played both in the campaign and adventure mode, just like any other character. Uh, it also includes a number of other components, uh, such as a non-combat pet, some cosmetic wings, banner customization options, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, players will also get two more character slots and stash tabs, um, Although the stash tabs are actually only available to PC, so maybe scratch that if you're on PS4. Uh, just the character slots. Hmm. There you go. All right. So I guess it's time for me to talk on some stories. Sure. Yeah. What you got? All right. Are you are you familiar with an old PS2 series called Dot Hack Sign? 
Uh, I'm aware of it. I know CyberConnect2 developed those, but that's about all I know. Yep. In many instances, this is what introduced us to the concept of episodic gaming, as uh, it was actually one game that was spread across five discs, but each one sold as their own game. <laughs> that sounds great. Indeed. And, <laughs> what, if, what if you just bought, like, the third game? Well, that would be really silly of you. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, when you beat the game, your progress level and all your items got transferred into the second game, which just continued on from there. And uh, they had a sequel called Hack Sign GU, which was a sequel of it. And recently, they announced that there was going to be a remaster for PS4 and PC of Hack Sign in GU called Last Recode in which it you know, updates the game and uh, top-notch graphics and what have you, which I'm excited about because while I played the first series, I didn't have uh, my PS2 at the time that this one came out. So it's uh, re- I'm really ecstatic to get a chance to play it. And no word on when that's coming. It's just one of those, you know, it's coming things. Uh, article number two. Hey, Joe, you, you love that the pro wrestling? <laughs> I, I dabble in it. <laughs> Uh, well, WWE 2K, which is a video game series. <laughs> we regret to inform you that they're at it again. Uh, but this time, they, they did something really cool by not putting a part-timer on the cover. <laughs> as Seth frickin' Rollins is on the WWE 2K frickin' 18 cover. As, uh, yeah, he's the cover guy. And... Uh, <laughs> To celebrate, he cross-bodied Bray Wyatt, so fun for everybody. <laughs> do you have to hear him talk for 20 minutes before you get to do anything? Uh, <laughs> no, but his ankles hurt all the time, so there's that. <laughs> uh, is, is the disc sopping wet every time you pull it out of the car, out of the case? Uh, no, <laughs> but it does come with a dick pic when you get the collector's edition, so there you awesome. go. Awesome! <laughs> We kid, Seth Rollins is fucking awesome, so good on him. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, going back to what I was saying about Seth, about uh, Bray Wyatt, have you seen a YouTube video called Bray Wyatt, Eater of Pins? <laughs> no, but I'm pretty sure what, it, what that entails. Uh, it is, if you want an idea, uh, a piece of evidence to give people on how they're misusing Bray Wyatt, show them this video. It's amazing. <laughs> it starts with... Uh, Bray cutting a promo on Cena and feeding him to the buzzers, da da da. Then it cuts to him getting hit with an AA and pinned one two three. <laughs> Man, that dude sucks. Oh god. It's like <laughs> Samoa Joe right now is what Bray Wyatt should be. Like <laughs> Samoa Joe is freaking scary right now. That's... Oh, man, I just want them to launch, take the Bray Wyatt character and launch him to the fucking sun. <laughs> I'm so I'm so fucking done with Bray Wyatt. Anyway, this, it's even better because after Cena pins him, then he's cutting a promo on Kane, and then it cuts to Kane choke slamming and pinning. <laughs> like, uh, like the Bray Wyatt character is someone that no wrestler should ever be afraid of. No. <laughs> like the most non-threatening fucking guy. He's just a cartoon. Like when you see Bray Wyatt now, now I just, now I just snicker. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Is- he, he's like, what if <laughs> he's basically a, He's basically more talkative fucking Brooklyn brawler at this point. (laughs) He so is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. And let's see. Uh, 
There is going to be a PS4 edition of the game Night Trap, and we found out that there's going to be a platinum game. So, or, excuse me, a platinum trophy involved with that one. So, considering it's like one of those FMV movies, which is super beatable once you know what to do, that that could be a pretty easy trophy for trophy hunters out there. Oh, um, for the WWE thing, real fast though, um, <clears throat> like that's the first time this game is actually going to not be on PS3. Also. Uh, the first time they're skipping the last generation. They're finally all in on PS4 and Xbox. It's finally come about, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the last few holdouts uh, sticking around on the old machines. Um, also, I'm excited for, for, Kurt, for Kurt Angle to be announced as the pre-order DLC and to have a match at WrestleMania. Uh, hope, hopefully. Because you know. <laughs> that's, that's how that works now. Yes, it is. And he's already gone into the Hall of Fame, so check that off. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, uh, and finally, with the help of the Nintendo Switch, and this is giving you an idea of not only how well Nintendo's doing, but how silly, I guess, everyone was about that uh, initial reveal. But Nintendo, you know, with the help of the Switch, has surpassed Sony in market cap. Yes. So, which is essentially, for those of you that don't know, that's how much the company is worth on the stock market. Yeah. What it does is it takes all the shares that they've sold, basically, and just multiplies it by what those shares are worth individually. And there you go. Now, I will point out that they didn't, while they are ahead of Sony, they didn't destroy Sony. It's like $48.9 billion, billion Nintendo to Sony's $48.5 billion. Mm. Also worth noting, though, is that we're talking about the totality of Sony, uh, not just PlayStation. We're talking about like their TVs and their phones uh, and everything else that they sell on top of all that. Yep. So that's, that's interesting that, that Nintendo with its two and a half consoles uh, at this point uh, is worth more than all that. I mean, it, it's uh, pretty interesting considering like I remember when uh, Nintendo first uh, did the reveal of the of the Switch and especially after they announced all the prices and stuff and people freaked out, like, their their stock dropped. And uh, I should have bought some stock right then and there, I tell you. <laughs> so, and as a result, of, and now it's at an all-time high. So sometimes I guess we should trust Nintendo a little bit. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe not with their minis. <laughs> <laughs> Time will tell on that. Uh, if you, that's all I've got. You got anything else, buddy? No, that's, that's all I got. All right. And, folks, uh, thank you so much for listening. If you have anything to add on to the show, any suggestions, or if you just want to email us the show, maybe get read on a future episode, send us emails at mailbag at thefirmup.com. That's mailbag at thefirmup.com. Once again, that our Patreon is patreon.com slash the firm up. Every little bit helps. If you enjoyed what you're listening to, excuse me, if you enjoyed what you're listening to, you can find us on such apps such as the podcast app on your Apple device. Search us out there, hit that subscribe button, and you'll get everything delivered as it comes. You can also go leave a five-star review and something written that tremendously helps out the show. You can also find us on such apps such as Stitcher Radio on your Android device, which they do uh, they do uh, five-star reviews over there, too, so please give us something over there. Uh, you can also find us on Podbean, even using the Podbean app on your phone, where a lot, quite a few app podcasts are listed on, too. 
And, of course, you can find us on good old Pocket Cast, one of our favorite apps as well. And Stitcher Radio, which I believe I mentioned already. Gosh, gosh darn it. All right. On top of that, you can find us on Twitter at PSML for me, at once 23 and at the firm up for the show. On top of that, if you want to just straight up download each and every single episode as they come, head over to our website, thefirmup.com, where you'll get not only every episode as they come, but you'll also get a link to download it, as well as articles written by Joe Garcia. We also have a Facebook page, which we appreciate if you head over and liked, as that helps out us out tremendously as well. Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? No, but I'll say it again, patreon.com slash up. <laughs> Every little bit, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Patreon.com slash up. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.